According to 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 15, that believers are to make a defense for the hope that you have. Also Philippians chapter 1 verse 7, It is right for me to feel this way about you all, because I hold you in my heart, for you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment, and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. We are commanded to defend the word of God, the context of the word of God, and the purity of the word of God. This is the defender of the word of God. Good evening, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends. Once again, I am your host. My name is James Fox, and I'm coming to you tonight on the Defender Broadcast. I do want to thank you for coming on and sharing this time with us. It's truly been a blessing to be a part of this radio community, expressing the thoughts and intents of the Lord as he would give it to us. And so I want to just tell all of the listening audience just how thankful that we are here, that you are tuning in with us every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock. Now, it's been a tremendous journey that we've been on thus far last week. We talked about the orientation of God. It's a very enlightening, very powerful broadcast. And we're going to do a continuation a bit with the orientation of God, but we're going to go a little bit deeper in what we're bringing tonight. So I pray that you would go back and go on the page and visit that broadcast so that you can get a clear understanding of where we're coming from. Because we always say that we want to be systematic in our processes of how we go about bringing the Word of God to the listening audience. We want you all to be equipped. We want you to be empowered. And we want you to be enlightened. And so we are so pleased and so honored. And we want to send a special thank you to the Resilient Christian Broadcasting Network for having us on, for letting us be a part of this great community, sharing the thoughts and intents of the Lord's heart with his people. It is a privilege and truly, truly an honor. I say that from the bottom of my heart. It's a true honor to be before God's people and to be able to express what he has given us. So we are thankful thankful, thankful for you all being a part of this broadcast. We want to say a special hello to all of our international com countries that are out there listening in, tuning in, uh, the world without. They are all around the, the, the globe and tuning in weekly. We're having a strong presence in other parts of the world, and we are so thankful for that. So as we said, this is The Defender, and you know what we do here every Wednesday. Uh, we do want to start hearing from you all. We know that there are some questions, some comments, and things that you like to say on the broadcast. As we told you before, that we're going to start doing some live tapings where you can actually call in and speak to us here at the, the Defender. You can speak live and get on and share your thoughts and ideas and your questions. And so we're going to have that coming up here very soon. We're working on putting putting together the mechanics for that so that that can be a blessing to you. So we are here again. Once again, we are on the Defender, and we are coming with the Word of God in a powerful way. I want you to get yourself positioned and get ready because we're going to get deep into the Word of God tonight, as we always do. So as we say, you know that when you come to the university, you got to have your tools with you. So I would uh, just advise you to get a Bible in your hand. 
Get a Bible in your hand where you can reference the Word of God because we're going to explore some scriptures tonight. You would need some paper, something to write with because these things that we share are things that you will have to go back and revisit. It's truly a study material to equip and to build your body, your spiritual body, so that you can access the things of God and be able to feel comfortable with navigating through the scriptures and applying them to your life. So we are excited once again to have you with us tonight. I want to say a special thank you and a blessing to my dear family. Uh, we, we, we had a, a incredible time this past weekend. There was a very special occasion that went on and a lot of the family members came together and it was beautiful. And so how many of you know that it's important to have family? And this is the same way that the Lord feels about us. Even if some of us don't have family in the natural, when you become born again, you come into the family of God. You have now been engrafted and adopted into a large family, a large family of renewed species. Because we don't have the same blood running in us in the natural. We have some supernatural blood running through us to cause us to do incredible things for Christ. So we want to open up this broadcast with a word of prayer. Can you pray with me? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for this broadcast. We thank you for the listening audience. Father, we're just praying that you would give us a special impression of your spirit and what you want to communicate to us. We are open, Father, to be able to hear from you and what you desire to say. Father, we're thanking you now as we repent of our sins to be cleansed of all unrighteousness, God, of every thought, word, and deed we've ever done as contrary to you. Now, Father, have your way in this broadcast. Illuminate our minds and our spirit. Enlarge our hearts where we can be able to receive the engrafted word of God into our spirit that we may grow thereby. So, Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So how many of you all agree with that prayer? I know that you do. I can hear the amens right now. So here we are. If there was a topic for tonight at all that I would have for you, my listening audience, my family and friends, it would be a continuation of God's orientation. But we're going a bit deeper. And so we will be talking about tonight God's communication system. I'm going to say that again. Tonight we will be talking about God's communication system. And so we're going to break down some things for you so you can get a clear understanding and a concrete base so you can build upon. Uh, the subtitle would be The Supremacy of Christ. The title would be God's Communication S System, and then the subtitle would be The Communication of Christ. So I know you got your Bibles because you know I'm going to ask you, do you have your Bibles ready? Amen. You hear me with my pages. I got my Bible open and I'm ready to get into this. So I'm going to lay out for you several key scriptures that we're going to speak about. and We're just going to let the Lord have his way and move us through this communication system. So if you have your pen ready. You need to jot these down as we go along. We're going to be talking about John chapter 1. We're going to start there. 
John chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. That's going to be the first one we go to. And then we're going to go still in John. We're going to be at chapter 1, verse 10. And from there, we're going to move to the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verse 16. From there, we're going to go to Hebrews, chapter 1, verse 1 and 3. We're going to go back to Colossians, chapter 1, verse 15. And then the last one is going to be John, chapter 1, verse 14. Now, there are more, but we're going to just stop right there and see what the Lord would want to express to us. So, once again, we say that tonight we're talking about God's communication system or the supremacy of Christ. God's communication system and the supremacy of Christ. So, let's read together. Can we do that? Let's read John chapter 1, and we're going to start in verse 1 and 3. This is the book of John chapter 1, verse 1 and 3. I'm turning in my pages. Are you turning in yours? Amen. Get those pages turned. Now, I know some of y'all still use your telephones. I know you got your phones because we just we can't do anything without them telephones. So I know some of you got your phones. And like I said, I know you know that's okay to have as long as you got something. But it's nothing like having the Bible in your hand because you can feel this Bible. You can muse through the papers. You can mark in it. You can make it personal and make it your own. It's just something about holding it in your hand when you can read these scriptures back to yourself. It just does something for your spirit. So my suggestion is always to have your Bible in hand. Okay, so are we there yet? John chapter 1, verse 1. And we're going to start there. Now we'll be reading out of the King James Version, okay? And like we said before, we know there's plenty of other versions out there, but we're going to stick with the King James Version and let it be at that, all right? Is that all right? All right, amen. So let's read here in John chapter 1, starting in verse 1 through 3. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Verse 2. The same was in the beginning with God. Verse 3. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. So this says a lot in this, and I know there's plenty of theologians and scholars and teachers, preachers, pastors, and so on that get different revelations as to the depths of what this really means. And truly, it's all expansive because we're talking about someone who is unlimited, someone who does not have limitations whatsoever. There's no limitation with God. He is infinite, he's absolute, and he is supreme. So when we come to the Word of God in this context, we've got to understand that we're dealing with the limitless one. We're dealing with God in all of his glory and all of who he is. It's beyond what the mind can even conceive or even dream up. We don't have the capacity in just our mental thinking to be able to 
absolve the things that God is. This is why he gives us his communication system when we become born again. And we'll talk about that in a minute. So it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. So here we have the attribute of divinity that is in the beginning. In the beginning was the word. So here is telling, God is telling us that nothing is done without his word. His word is the supreme embodiment of who he is. And so I believe if we as believers, if we get that first off and foremost, that will lessen the battles that we go through that, because many of times we're fighting against ourselves. So that would lessen the fights and the battles that we go through if we can begin to even ask God to give us an understanding of how this plays out in our spirit. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So we have an all-inclusive being that is expressing himself to mankind. And he's bringing it across in a way to where we can receive it and partake of what his glory is. So it says, the same was in the beginning with God. So there was no changing in that. God is outside of time and space. We are within time and space, but he is outside of time and space. So it says that all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. This right here kills all of these uh, theoretical doctrines about anything being in existence without God, because here it clearly states that all things were made by him him. If it is a thing, it was made by him. Now, the expression of how it came about might have went through many stages before we could even conceive and get a full grasp of what it is, but all things was made by him. So th this gives us a clear understanding that God is divine and supreme all by himself. Amen? Divine and supreme all by himself. We're talking about God's communication system. So we see that. Now let's go to the next verse. The next verse is John chapter 1, verse 10. John chapter 1, verse 10. Now here we're talking about God's communication system. We said that Christ, the supremacy of Christ, is the very agency that God works through. So here we understand that when it talks about the word was with God, and the same was in the beginning. We're talking about this divine being, this triune God that we'll speak about a little bit more in the broadcast. But here in John chapter 1, verse 10, let's read this and see what it says. Are we ready? Okay, let's read. It says, He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. So here we are speaking about the supremacy of Christ because in this scripture it says that the world was made by him. Now we just read in John chapter 1, 1 and 3, it said all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. Now here it's talking about Jesus in the same aspect. It says that he was in the world, the world was made by him and the world knew him not. So this is this mystery that is expressed when it talks about the Word of God, as we spoke about in the beginning, and that the Word was with God. So here we have, in the beginning was the expression of who God is as the Word. 
And then it says, and the word was with God. Where if God was already there in the beginning and the word was with him, this must be speaking about the expression of Christ. The expression of Christ being with God and then saying, and the word was God. So here we are. This gives the clear deity of Jesus Christ which so many people want to argue about, so many religions and faith systems want to come against. But if you understand this in this context, this is letting you know that here is a divine trinity, the mystery of God, wrapped up in this passage of Scripture right here. If we can get our eyes centered and focused on this, this will delineate the different things that we go through and minimize the struggles that we have with trying to understand who this divine being is. Because truly it is a mystery. And a mystery is never fully comprehended or explained in natural, academic, or theoretical knowledge. It is a revelation of who God is and reveals himself to us through his spirit. This is why he gives us his communication system in his spirit so that we can partake and access of the things that he is relating to us. Did you get that? So here we are saying that Jesus is the creator of all because he was with the word. Now let's move to another scripture. This is, as I said before, we are in now the book of Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. See, we're still talking about all things that were created and made. So this kills all scientific arguments against God and what he has done. Because in his word, he clearly defines the depths of what he has done and what he has created. So here we have in Colossians verse 1 through 16, verse 1, verse 16, it says, For by him were all things created. Here we go again. This is a third witness here, and it speaks about it all through the Bible. But here it is in the third verse. In this one, in this third witness, it says, For by him were all things created. Where, Brother James, where was all things created that they're talking about? Let's keep reading, and the Bible will always interpret itself. It says all things created. Where? That are in heaven. That's one place. It says, and that are in earth. That's another place. And then it says, visible. That's another reality. And invisible. That's another reality. Then it says, whether there be thrones, these are places where high things dwell, where rulership sits. It says, whether they be thrones, places where people or things are exalted up, or dominions, places where there is a, a, a spirit that has rulership or has authorship to govern and control a specific territory or region, dominions, or principalities. We spoke about in our other broadcast about principalities, prince meaning first. So principalities in this verse is referring to those things that are in the realm of the spirit. So it says principalities or powers. Now we have a lot of things here in the earth that people say they got power, they want power, or they're exercising power. But here we see that it says God has all of these things wrapped up in himself. It says, all principalities, all powers, all things, here we go again, all things were created by him and for him. 
See, if we if we just would understand and we would just ask God to give us the construct and give us the concept of what he's speaking when he expressed the reality of his words, we will be in such a better place in our walk. Truly, in order to get to this place, you have to come out of the realm of religion and just uh, philosophical and uh, normal evangelical mindset. Because when you start dealing with things in this room, you're dealing with concepts and ideas that are referenced to things that are manifested in the things of the Spirit. These are things that are expressed in the kingdom of God. It's a heavenly language that he's trying to communicate to us through. So here we have these four scriptures that we laid out for you. Now we're going to give a little bit of definition, okay, because we've been talking about God's communication system. We're still dealing with being in the orientation of God. You know that last week we laid out a lot of things about the orientation of God, of how people come to a job and they get a job function, how they begin to work for a company, and we paralleled that with how you begin to walk coming into the kingdom of God. So now we're still dealing with these same elements, but we're going a little bit deeper because you need a communication system in order to function in this reality or this realm that God has brought you to. So let's look at the word communication. In the definition of that, it says the communication is a two-way process of reaching mutual understanding in which partic participants not only exchange or rather encode and decode information, news, ideas, and feelings, but also create and share meaning. So that is a definition about communication. Now, let's look at what they say about system. It says a system, and these are several different uh, definitions throughout a body of work. System, it says it's a set of things working together as parts of a mechanism or an interconnecting network. Here is the medical definition of system. It says it's a group of body organs or structures that together perform one or more vital functions. Examples of that would be the circulatory system the digestive system, the limbic system, the nervous system, the reproductive system, and so on, saying that the body considered as a functional unit. Now, you know anything about the Bible, you know it always relates to things about the body. It always talks about the body. And so here we are speaking about Christ as the head and the church being that body. Okay, that's what we're talking about because God is operating in us as a living organism and as a walking being, living, breathing, expressing his ideas, his content, his expression, his words, his reactions, his thought processes, and the way he does things. So he always relates things to us in ways that we can receive it and be able to have it imparted into our being. Amen? All right, are you still tracking with me? Okay, so let's go a little bit further here. It says, in this next scripture, is Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. Now, this is, this is Jesus being God express. All right, so let's turn in our Bibles. We got Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. Okay, 
Here it says, it says, God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. Verse 2, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Good gracious. Verse 3, it says, Who being the brightness of his glory, and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Now, this is a powerful, powerful, extremely, extremely loaded scripture. Because here it's telling us that before God spoke, by the, spoke to the fathers by the prophets. These are the book of the Bible where the prophets were there. You had the law and you had the prophets. So God was speaking to the, us in that manner. But it says in these last days he's spoken unto us by his son. Why did he do that? Because Christ Jesus has been appointed to be heir of all things. That means that all things are his inheritance. That's you, me, and everything else. It says, by whom also he made the worlds, plural. There's an S on the end of that. Made the worlds. So here we have the supremacy of Christ. So Jesus is God expressed. And as we spoke about before, there are many people that want to argue, they want to fight, they want to fuss about who's God, what is God. Christ is God expressed. And this radio broadcast is called the, called the Defender, and we're called the Defender for a reason, because we defend the character, the intent, and the person of who God is, expressed in the image of his son, Jesus Christ. Okay, so this is not some fantasy. This is not some fly-by-night deal. This is not some something that we just picked up in a book that just had some ra random meanings into it. We're talking about a living expression, a living being, and God is using his communication system to be able to live in and through us. But there are steps to the process of how God had to come. Because as we know, God had to come to us in, in a broken down manner because we could not receive all of who God is in his glory, in his majesty, in his bigness as he is. He had to take processes in order to come to where he could get to man and not only get to you and me, family and friends, he wanted to get into us. And see, this is the difference that marks us between other faith patterns and belief systems is because they have a God that lives outside of them, but we have a God that lives inside of us. Did you hear that? I'm going to say that one more time. They have a God that lives outside of them, but we have a God that lives inside of us. So you don't have to argue with people about your walk with Christ and about where you are with God. The reality of it is, is that you have a person, and we spoke about that on the orientation of God. You have a living embodiment that is living within your being. So if anybody asks you what makes it so different for you being a Christian, it's because you can tell them flatly because your God lives outside of you, but my God lives inside of me. He is a living being inside my spirit. I have an organ that contains his likeness. 
It's in my spirit, in my human spirit, that I've been baptized and I've been brought into the life of God. His life is now imparted and engrafted into that organ called my human spirit. His Holy Spirit, his divine nature is now engrafted into my spirit. So this is the place where you get your communication set up with God. That's how he communicates with us because he doesn't deal with us in the flesh. He only deals with us in the spirit. And that's why we must have the receiving organ in order to have him embodied inside of our being. Are you tracking with me? Amen. So it says, who being the brightness of his glory and express image of his person? This kills all the argument right there. Jesus Christ is the express image of the person of God. Did you hear that? He is the express image and the image of the person of God. So God had to manifest himself, and he manifested himself by coming as Christ so that we could see what God looked like and how he would act in an earthen temple. And that's how he broke himself down. He went from the highest place of divinity, came down into man, into the flesh of man. He left the flesh of man when that flesh was carried to the tomb and then came an all-inclusive, all-consuming spirit called the Holy Spirit now that lives in us. Amen? Okay, so let's go to Colossians. Let's turn. I hope you're still with me. We're talking about God's communication system. And we're talking about the supremacy of Christ. So Colossians 1 and 15, here we are backing up the same scripture again. It says, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? It's talking about Jesus. When they're talking about who is this image, he is the image of the invisible God. Let's turn to John 1 and 14. And this is going back on where we started there from the beginning. It's talking about the word that became flesh. So here we are. Let's turn in our pages. I'm going to give you a second. Let's go back to John 1 and 14. Speaking about Christ, it says, and the word. We're talking about God and his sovereignty. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the only being that has come from God was the likeness of himself. And that is Christ Jesus and Christ Jesus alone. Amen. Did you get that? All right. So let's read. I got a few more for you here. So now we're talking about Christ, the communication system of God. God is triune. And we're going to find this out by 1 John. Get your pens. 1 John chapter 5, verse 7. And then 2 Corinthians 3 and 17, and then John 4 and 24. So it's telling us that there is a liberty in this place where God is. So John 5, 1 John 5 and 7 says, Therefore there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. So this is the mystery of God. God is a triune being. It says in 2 Corinthians 3 and 17, it says, Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, or there is freedom. And then in John 4 and 24, 
It says, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So here is the communication system of God. The Father is relating things to us, and only by his spirit can we understand or can we comprehend where he is taking us. This is why it's so critical that when we start off our salvation walk that we get decoded of the things that are in the world, that we get emptied out of the things that we have grown up with that has kept us from the reality of who God is. Because truly on this side of life, you begin to understand that when you start going through this orientation process, it's more than just ritualistic doings. It's more than just traditional doings. It has so much more that is embodied in this walk of life that takes so much more of the application of all of your functions and all of your tool set that you have in order to be able to find out and to express the full image of this person of Christ in your being. So God's communication system is by the Holy Spirit. Now, I know that many people, they go through their walks when they become believers and they don't get a clear understanding or they don't start off on the right track or they don't have people there that's developing them in the place where they need to be developed. It is more than just an occasional praise, an occasional shout. God is now in these days raising up a generation of people that are going to be to express his image in the fullness of what he desires. And in order for that to happen, we have to abandon our prior concepts. We have to abandon our prior thought constructs and allow God to break down these idol and these types of ideologies that we have surmised and built up in our minds and allow God to start to eat away and tear those things down and construct something totally new, something totally vibrant, and it comes directly from his throne room. Now, we've been going over a lot of scriptures tonight talking about God's communication system and talking about the, su the supremacy of Christ. And we must have that as the definitive because there are so many things out there that would derail young believers when they're walking in the faith from the actuality and from the revelation of who Jesus Christ is. If a ministry or if a um, meeting or whatever it may be, if it, dealing, if it goes away from the, the, the base component, which is Christ, then you're going to run into trouble every time. This is why you must keep things centered in on Christ and have a place where you can develop in your spirit to be able to express him. As we spoke about on the last broadcast, that God wants expression. Him wanting expression. This is why he came and came in the form of a man because he wanted expression. He wanted to have his likeness duplicated and for those that he calls his family to be able to exercise the same privileges that he had while walking on the earth. Did you get that? See, these types of things, you have to come out of your religious construct. In order to understand and flow in the things of God, in the things of the Spirit, you have to ask God to reignite your mind and to, to illuminate your spirit. 
to illuminate your thought processes to where you can be able to hear clearly from God the things that he is revealing by his spirit. Because truly on the waves, the sound waves of the spirit is where God speaks. And so we have to constantly bring our flesh up under subjection so we can hear the thoughts and the dictates and the mandates and the decrees that God is speaking and how he wants to express it. So this is the reason uh, when, you, when a person comes to God, they must believe, first of all, that he is. And so this should take you away from having aimless arguments with people about God and about the reality of God because it says in Hebrews 11 and 6, and let's turn there together. You know the scripture, and this is a base scripture for everything that we do, think, say, teach, and believe. It says in Hebrews 11 6, it says, but without faith it is impossible to please him, him who? God. It says, for he that cometh to God, or he that's even going to approach God, must believe that he is. So there must be a belief that God even is. And it says that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So if you were not family and friends, are diligently seeking God, it says that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Not he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek things. Did you hear that? He's not rewarding us if we're diligently seeking things. It says those that diligently seek him. Why? We have just expressed through all of those scriptures that we've covered tonight in God's communication system that God is the creator and the maker of all things. So therefore, that should tell you and me, friends, that things that we look for, things that we want to do, that we aspire to do, all we got to do is look to the creator who made all things. Now, see, many people will try to look to the creator who made all things, but they take away the second step of his process of becoming incarnate into humanity. They want to wipe away the part that he stepped down in the form of a man called Jesus Christ. And they just want to go directly to the creator himself. But here it tells us clearly that the word was God, the word was with God. And it talks about who the word actually was and is. So there's no separation of Christ and God, the God of the Bible. There's no separation of those two. There's no separation of Christ and the Holy Spirit. There's no separation of those two. So we can't do things and call it God without having the fullness of the triune God being affected or being ineffected with it. Because there's no separation of the three. We just read that scripture. It says the three are one and they are in agreement. So wherever you see the Father working, you're going to see Jesus working. Wherever you see Jesus working, you're going to see the Holy Spirit confirming and working. Because he left the Holy Spirit here to guide us and to lead us into all truth. So as believers, we must understand and make sure that we are diligently seeking God for who he is. When we do that, we begin to understand his communication system. Now, there's a lot of things that I want in life. I'm sure there's a lot of things that you want in life. 
There's a lot of things that we want to aspire to do and to be, but the full, the full component, the full understanding of all of life is wrapped up in God, is wrapped up in Christ, is wrapped up in the Holy Spirit, is wrapped up in the divine trinity, the triune God and his manifestation. Everything that we seek and desire is wrapped up in his mystery of who he is. And when we seek to find that out, God will give us the capacity and the capability to be able to tap into the things that he has designated and designed for our life. In order to do this, you've got to come out of religion. And you just got to make up your mind, I'm coming out of religion. Some of y'all have been locked in religion so long, you don't, know, you don't know left from right, up from down. And God wants to bring you out of that because he wants you to have a new life in Christ. It says, old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And see, that is a scripture that directly talks about our new walk in Christ. But this is a daily new walk. Daily we have to put on Christ and throw away the old things. Daily we have to put him on and remind ourselves that we are new creatures in Christ. It is not something you can get comfortable with. And I've been guilty many and many times in my life getting comfortable with that. But as soon as I start to feel myself slipping into that place, I have to come right back to the throne room and ask God to reconsecrate me again and again so I can feel the freshness, the vitality, and the newness of his spirit working in and through my life. Now, we gave you last week a real uh, studious construct of walking in the orientation of God. And we really laid out some step-by-step -step processes about walking in the orientation of God, about knowing what the orientation looked like, about being drafted or engrafted into this new reality or this new thought and this new way of life. See, to come up in the things of the Spirit, you've got to come up to higher levels. You've got to ask God to give you the capacity to be able to withhold what he's downloaded in your spirit in order to be able to walk on the high altitude of life and be able to walk in the places where God desires us to walk. We've got to come out of the things in the natural and be able to truly walk in the things that are supernatural. Now, these are things that we are learning day by day. I'm learning day by day. I'm sure you are learning day by day. But these are things that we must have in effect in order to be effective in every area of our life, in our marriages, in our families, in our work life. Hallelujah. In everything that we do, we have to come up to new levels in Christ. Now, see, these things are more than what you may occasionally see on the television or may occasionally hear on a broadcast here and there or somebody speaking here or there. God wants to be a constant reality in our life. The Holy Spirit wants to be a constant fire. He wants to be a constant reminder. He wants to be there through everything that we think, say, and do. And this is when you become engrafted into his likeness and into his being. This is what he's calling for all people. All people who are born again and brought into the family of God. We all have different functions. Some are called to stand behind pulpits and preach. Some are called to go to foreign and distant lands and do 
uh, humanitarian work. Some are called to go into classrooms and instruct those in that educational system. Some are called to go into medical professions and deal with the infirm. Some are called to go into places where there's confinement and people are trapped in their minds and their mentality. So there's all different kind of places. Some are called to the business world. Some are called to the, the world of law. There are so many different places that God has appointed his people to be effective witnesses at. But we must be convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt of whose we are, who we are, and what our purpose and our intent is in life. And only through a diligent seeking of God will we be able to find that. It's all wrapped up in his word. It's all wrapped up in the person and in the reality of who Jesus Christ is. Did you get that? So we've been dealing with a lot of scriptures here tonight. We dealt with quite a few. And all of these are pointing to the reality of who God is and his communication system. As we said before, these three that bear record in heaven... Now, they are already testifying in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. Those three are one. They testify in heaven. They bear record that it is so. So if somebody comes to you with a crossed-up theology and a mixed-up uh, belief system, all you got to do is go to the Word. This is why God says that in the beginning was the Word. This is why he expressed things in the Word. This is why he gave us the Word so that we can learn to speak it. Even when we don't know how to speak naturally, he gives us the Word that can impose a supernatural component that we may be able to express and speak his Word clearly, collectively, and with power and with force that will cause changes in the atmosphere. Because everything God did, he did by speaking. He spoke and it was so. So it was his vocalization of his express image and being that made things come to pass. All that was in his mind, all that was in his thoughts and ideas, he expressed that through his vocalization. And through his vocalization, these things became apparent. So these things that God do, we must learn to begin to do the same thing. This is why it makes no sense for there to be a, a house full of Christians and all of them are silent. Or all of them are sitting around and they're muted in their speaking. God did things by vocalization. So he tells us to do the same things. This is why he say we've got to speak the word. We speak out what Christ is. We speak out his expression. We speak out his desires. And when we do that, things start to appear and they start to happen. Because behind the backdrop of those words is a molecular construction. It is a... Uh, uh, it is a mathematical equation that is put in the expression of things that we speak in words that have a direct counterpart in the way of the spirit. And these things have a way of naturalizing themselves and coming to pass. Only God in his infinite wisdom is able to do these kind of things. This is why he put the word in us that we may speak it out of our mouths, that through our mouths these words may give expression to God's intent and his purposes. 
Amen. Did you get that? So God is wanting us, family and friends, to begin to be speaking believers, speaking your destiny, speaking of the goodness of God, speaking of what God has called on your life, speaking of what you want to see God do in your life. We've got to begin to learn to open our mouths and stop being muted. Stop being muted and being silent when God is calling us to speak. Now, when we speak, we got to speak and we don't know what to say. Get his word and speak his word because his word does what? It never returns to him void. Even if we don't have a full understanding, we ask God for understanding, but we speak by faith and we speak in faith. I know some things right now for my life, for the, wife, for the life of my family, my wife, my children, what we want to see things happen in our life, these things have to be spoken about. They have to be talked about. They have to be released in the atmosphere. So you as a believer, family and friends, you've got to begin to speak those same things and decree those things over your life. You've got to begin to trust in what the Word is saying and what the Word is speaking and release that so that you can see things change in your life. If you want things to change in your life, Change your vocalization and your speaking patterns. You take inventory of what you speak on a day-to-day -day basis. What comes out of your temple? What comes out of your mouth on a day-to-day -day basis? Are the words you speak in words of faith or are they words of defeat? Because you will eventually have what you say in one way or another. You will have what you say, whether you're speaking health over your body or whether you're speaking sickness over your body, whether you're speaking death over your life or whether you're speaking vitality and life over your life. It's all in the vocalization of your word. We see here that the word was God and the word was with God. We see that God spoke and the word came to pass. He said, let there be. Let there be. He spoke and said, let it manifest. These are the things that you and I as believers, family and friends, must begin to learn how to do. We've got to learn how to be speaking instruments of Christ. We've got to learn how to be vocalizing the things of God so that we can see things change in our life. And then with the speaking comes the action. After we speak it, then we begin to walk out that which we have heard God speak, that which we have heard God say. We repeat back to him his word. He never turns a deaf ear to his own word because it's the expression of his own spirit speaking back unto himself. So if we don't know what to say, that's why we grab the word and we speak the scriptures. If you don't know what to say. Find the scriptures and pray those scriptures. Speak those scriptures. Pray, read those scriptures. Talk them out of your own being, and it will start to infuse faith in your life. I can testify myself. This is how I came out of a life of addiction. I began to speak the things of God. I began to speak his word, and it began to speak back unto my soul. My spirit, born again, began to speak back unto my soul until I was delivered. And everything that we go through in life, whether we are captive or something, and we're trying to be set free, we want to be set free, we begin to speak back those things into our own being. And the power and the resurrection life that is in the words that we speak will begin to transmit and transfuse the very life of God back into our being. Amen? Did you get that? So tonight, we have talked about God's communication system.
We have talked about the supremacy of Christ. Christ is truly supreme in all of his wonders and all of his glory. I would love to be able to hear from you what kind of comments that you have, any questions that you would like to pose. You can leave them at the Defender of God at gmail.com. You can go on the website here and leave comments and suggestions in regards to the broadcast. You can go on the Mixcloud, uh, the Mixcloud uh, app and be able to see here on the page all of the prior broadcasts that we have presented thus far. We aim to continue to bring these broadcasts to you, and like we said, we're going to start doing live broadcasts where you can call in because we want to hear from the listening audience. We want to know what's on your mind. We want to know what type of changes these broadcasts are making in your life. So with that, we're going to wrap it up for this evening. Be looking for some exciting things coming up in the future. As we said, we're going to be doing a lot of interviews with a lot of intriguing guests, people that will be able to spark fire in your walk with God, people that have uh, knowledge and just volumes of information and revelation embodied in their spirit that they can release to you and me to help us get up further and graduate from level to level in this walk with God. So I want to thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in tonight. It has truly been an exciting time on The Defender. I'm so glad that you chose to spend this quality time with us. I hope and pray that it's been a blessing to everyone who is listening. Remember the number to call in at any time is 701 719 Once again, that's 701 719 There are other hosts that are on the show that are uh, giving their broadcast. They're doing their different uh, dissertations and their different uh, shows, and it is phenomenal. It is incredible. You will, I'm telling you, you will be edified and you will be lifted up by listening to the programs that is on the Resilient Christian Radio Network. They are putting some powerful stuff out there for believers, and we're tapping into every area and segment of life so that you can be edified. So once again, my name is James Fox. This is The Defender. We'll see you again next time, Wednesday, 9 o'clock Central Standard Time, 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and 7 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. Thank you again. Have yourself a wonderful night. God bless. The Defender is an online radio broadcast geared toward teaching the Word of God. Our aim is to present the scriptures of the Bible in an informative, systematic process that exalts the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We strive for the inner and accurate interpretation of the scriptures by revelation from the Holy Spirit. We are established to give us counsel as pertains to what he has revealed in his word. Tune in next time for The Defender. The Defender is copyright by James Fox Ministries and the Resilient Christian Radio Network.